What's up, Dunwoody? This is one of my favorite conversations that we've had in quite a while. It's with a good friend of mine, Stephen Schumacher from Discover Dunwoody. We recorded this conversation back in February, but we didn't get too far into COVID, so that shouldn't be really an issue. We asked Stephen to really break down what Discover Dunwoody does as the destination marketing organization for our city. We talk hotels, travel, and kind of just all things Dunwoody. If you're new to the show, my name is Matt Weber. I'm a residential real estate agent with eXp Realty. My co-host is Justin Dyke, founder of PoolDews.com. Our favorite sponsor is Dr. Brett Friedman from Village Orthodontics. Brett is somebody that reached out to us a couple years ago and said, you know, I like what y'all are doing. I'd like to sponsor the show. He opened his practice around the same time that we started the podcast and since then has just become a staple in the Dunwoody community, giving back wherever he can and straightening just as many smiles along the way. But without further ado, here's a fun, quite lengthy conversation with our buddy, Stephen Schumacher. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. Schumacher, right? Stephen Schumacher, interim executive director. I, like that. I think he just led himself in. Oh, okay. You yeah. want to just go? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Do <laughs> you want to announce yourself again? I am Stephen Schumacher, interim executive director at Discover Dunwoody, director of sales. When does the interim go away? So, TBD. So yeah, that that would be a process of me applying because eventually that's going to come. So we, so as interim, you have to apply for your own job. So I'm not. I'm. I was appointed this role temporarily. Don't tap the table, Steve. When COVID first hit, I I have fidgety hands. (laughs) When when COVID first hit, Katie Williams went to Athens, and so I was running the the team, or at least assisting with the team as interim for what would have been like four to six weeks, and then. Everything hit March 13th. COVID shut down. We went home. We assumed it would be for a couple weeks, maybe a month is what we all thought. Yeah, and everyone right. got remember toilet that? paper. Remember thinking it was remember only toilet like, paper? Yeah, that issue. Yeah. yeah. And so then that just kept extending, and then we realized the extent of it. And so we had to get deeper in the weeds with me, you know, kind of steering the ship and the budget. So on our side of things, we typically operate on a budget based off of the hotel motel tax. And normally it's around $1.8, $1.7 million is the good money is what right we take. There. It's good money for a 501c6 who's promoting the city. Um, that shrunk down when COVID hit and our new projections to just under a million. So it's basically cut in half, so 50% reduction. So Katie having left was good for us in the sense that we didn't have an executive director in place getting paid. So we're most... But your boy didn't get a raise. That is correct. And this is only, <laughs> again, this is still temporary and as interim. So... The the budget for this year, 2021, has me doing this through the whole year again, except I will be – I would have to apply for the position officially in the fall or early next year when the we see that we have the money to afford you know actually hiring an executive director. So I've been enjoying interim. I've learned a lot. We've done a lot of different things as me in this role, but also doing the sales side of things. Um, and so well, I'm going to make fun of you the whole time that we're talking, but I sure. do have a lot of respect. Everybody yes. should have actual lot yeah. of respect for Steven. <laughs> and you've earned, yeah, you've it earned was, what you got. That, that's awesome. Crazy. You showed us the numbers. COVID's basically going to be gone by May. <laughs> well, right, doctor? Based on the current, we are recording this on February 1st. <laughs> we believe, I mean, we're looking at the trending numbers. We'll and, call it the Steven spike. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it gets lulled to sleep. Steven's projections. Just making sure people don't screw around with, with uh, the Super Bowl. But yeah. based on what we're seeing and what everyone sees with what George is putting out for numbers, you know, we're hoping and what we've seen from the American Hotel Lodging Association and different, um, the Star Report, which is our data that we get for hotels and their occupancy, people believe that the business travel will come back after Memorial Day. Like, not to anywhere numbers before COVID, but it will start to trend up. Small groups, we're thinking like family reunions and... Um, religious faith-based groups um, and, you know, different just families wanting to get out for the summer will happen through the summer. And then Labor Day 
and beyond. So end of Q3 into Q4 is when you're, we're expecting to get actual decent sized groups that aren't really social distancing and things seem normal. Masks might be off to where we can actually get back to normal, if that makes sense. So, but most, most projections aren't saying, oh, 2019 numbers will not be back till 2023. So it's a three, two and a half, three year recovery for a whole as with the, for the industry. Yeah. That's what the lodging association thinks. What yes. do you think, Matt? I just keep seeing hotels pop up. I'm very confused. Yeah. So, but those contracts were signed, you know, years, years ago. ago. So they're yeah. going to still build them. So, like, we have the AC that's coming online in the summer that we're excited about with the rooftop bar that you two have been. If you Google rooftop uh, bar Dunwoody, your two faces just pop right. That's true. So, right. And wait, that's across the Wings Place in the uh, emissions station. Right? This is the one in... Those are the main things you think oh, of. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm thinking of one... This is, like, closer to the uh, steakhouse that we, that we went to that one time. In Perimeter yeah. Center, like, next yes, to Tim yeah. Lizzie's and over there. I'm thinking of the one right by Georgetown Kroger. No, no, That no. hotel. There's no hotel going there. Uh, what is that? Some know. sort of... Uh-huh. I don't know. Motel? <laughs> I... <laughs> TBD. Next to Let Georgetown me. Kroger? <laughs> yeah, no, the one that's, like, right across the highway. Oh, yes. That yeah. is not uh, done with. That oh, that's technically, technically yeah, yes. Right. That is, I believe, Brookhaven. So that yeah. is going to be a Holiday Inn Express. Or yeah, Holiday Inn. Yeah, yeah. It's almost open. Right. Probably. That's almost open. Yeah. So you were right. I just, I, I, my bubble sits entirely on Dunwoody and anything outside of Dunwoody. You should have, you should have just said a Holiday Inn Express doesn't count as a hotel to begin with. Well, you know. <laughs> Who did Anderson, didn't Anderson Cooper make fun of someone? Some sort of like. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> storage IH, place. IHG, who's headquartered in Dunwoody, uh-huh. is part of the Holiday Inn brand. Now, we oh. don't have any in Dunwoody, but it's okay. It's a it's a good brand, so we can cut this later. It is a good brand. <laughs> yes. We, we uh, had a podcast with them. Do you remember that one? Mm, yeah, we did it at a hotel room. Yes. <laughs> with <laughs> yeah, who, IHG? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. What, um, what was the guy's name? What was the very top dog guy, IHG? Oh, Ellie Malouf? No. No? Mm, it doesn't matter. That's no, all right. Um, when you slammed your hand down and you're like, you're a cop! <laughs> <laughs> that guy? I'm going to have to go into the archives for this one. (laughs) This is where you guys make that noise. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Dumb it down for everybody. A lot of people don't know that there's any visitors in Dunwoody for any reason, which I I still kind of don't really believe. But you seem to have a good job. You have got a whole staff (laughs) behind you. I have a shirt with a logo on it. Yeah, you do have a shirt with a logo. So the Thanos snap, it's going away. Look at that. No, we like to refer to this now as the blip because it comes back. Have you been watching WandaVision, by the way? Oh, my God. It's so good. We'll, we'll do a separate podcast about <laughs> WandaVision and Star Wars. Let's later. just do it now. Yes. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so very, very dumbed down. Sure. What is Discover Dunwoody? So, Why do you have a job? Yeah, I think last time we were here, I think Katie and I were on talking about the Super Bowl that was coming. So that's how long ago this was. Um, so that was over two years ago. So Same we, quarterback, different team. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. I Are mean, you? Of course. Okay. I mean, it was Steven's weird. a big Patriots Huge fan. Patriots fan. From New England. This is the biggest ADD conversation. It is. <laughs> this is going to be un- going well. unpublished. Publishable, <laughs> unpostable. So we, um, yeah, we, the, the, the city when it was created, obviously with the hotel motel tax had to put some of that money. The city could have either chosen to go with tourism on their own side or have a 501c6 uh, destination marketing organization. So the CVB term is kind of turning into DMO, which is more destination marketing because we don't have a convention center. Um, and so slowly over time, as we gained more hotels, the rates went up, our budget would increase. So it allowed Katie, who had started the organization in 2010, to build a team up. And so our goal is to get groups and travelers to come here from the marketing perspective of you know, advertisements through Facebook, social media, and, and different, uh, different entities there to get people to see and recognize us as not just some suburb outside of Atlanta. So um, yeah, we have eight 
hotels with the ninth being the, uh, like we had said, the AC opening up in the summer, um, between the mall, the Marta station, shopping, dining, all in that perimeter center area. It's a pretty easy sell for me compared to some of the other locations of other small CVBs or DMOs in the, in the, in the city. Um, simply because it's so concentrated to one area, like coming out here to actually do this podcast site. Once you get past Brook Run Park to me, it's like, no man, I don't know where this is. Is, is this Shambly? Is this Doraville? Yeah. And so we, of course, sell the perimeter area, but we have the Brook Run Park renovation that happened and a lot of the restaurants in the village. So we're trying to sell and promote the whole city for people coming in and, and trying them, trying the best to get the heads in beds and get people to stay here. So obviously with COVID, it's been really hard this year because nobody wants to travel. Um, we've seen our hotels, usually our occupancy is in the 60, 65% range for the whole destination for the whole year. Um, even with the great start in January and February in the first week of March, we finished, um, 2020 at like 38%. So pretty, pretty low. I thought it'd be lower than it, that. It was. So the worst days were those two weeks in March and the first two weeks in April where we were in the five to 7% occupancy. I've never seen a five to 7% were your parents staying at the Disney <laughs> yeah. hotel, right? Not coming home. It was, it was crazy. And I couldn't believe I saw those numbers. Our rate hit two, usually around the 150 range, 145, 150 range. And it went into the low 100s. And then as we kind of found a groove to be, as we went through, summer was okay. Summer we would hit, you know, weekend numbers were great, like 70, 80%, which is, you know, really? which is, Weird. yeah, people would come in for the weekends to see Atlanta to do things because Georgia, you know, Governor Kemp kept us open. And we were one of the states that, you know, as much as people were saying we were being foolish and selfish, like Arizona, Florida, Georgia, we stayed open at least. So people came here for that reason. Um, rate did dip under 100 which is not great, but we know it's temporary. So um, we knew that December, January would be pretty rough. The beginning of January wasn't terrible because that's when the stimulus checks were hitting for some folks and Mar- uh, Martin Travel Luther King time. weekend. Yeah, Martin Luther King weekend, we were almost at 80% in January for the weekend, which is insane. So people were here traveling and those who do come, we know that they're they're paying a lower rate and they're not your typical business traveler or group person that we have, but we still want to welcome them with open arms, even if they're not your typical traveler and they're using Priceline. But yeah, that, we think that the, the stimulus money is what, you know, people who aren't losing their jobs or haven't lost, they still get the stimulus check that they are going to spend it on certain things. And yeah. the aquarium's open, the botanical garden's open. So we've, I think we've done a good job marketing ourselves to people don't want to go right into the city because it's populated and everything that happened this summer, they want to come right outside. And that's why I think they're, they're visiting Dunwoody instead of some other destination. So in general, is that who's in our hotels? I, why would anybody stay in Dunwoody? I, I just have a hard time with that. Sure. Just sell me. So at least through COVID. So it's the OTA websites, which is the online travel agencies, Priceline and Expedia. Um, so they just group us in and say, you want to stay in Atlanta? Here you go. So there's a bit of that. A lot of the hotels like to say Atlanta, not Dunwoody, whereas we push Dunwoody, but it's kind of a symbiotic relationship because once you grab them and say, you're, you know, this is in Atlanta, then they specify, but also look how cool Dunwoody is with what we have here with the shopping and dining and, and not, more affordable. Than right. Atlanta. Exactly. Right. So right now, Buckhead rates are about 20 bucks more than ours down downtown rates are comparable, but like, would you rather stay at a smaller hotel that you can walk to a nice safe mall that has restaurants right off the highway or go into the city and stay at a 1800 room Marriott with humongous elevators that only- You can say dirty. Well, no, those are nice hotels. It's just, they're huge. They're meant for groups. They're covered in COVID though. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. gross. Disgusting. Well, less people, less chance of getting COVID. Yeah, no, so. I'm with you. Yeah. And all of our hotels have all their, you know, corporate mandated IHG, Hilton, Marriott of, you know, sanitization and mask wearing. So it's, it's all been relatively safe and they, we've, we've supported all the hotels to try to get anyone who wants to stay here, whether it's online or just kind of driving up that day, we'll, we'll take anybody because we need them right now. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, why do people want to come here? Star spotting. Yeah, why the do celebrities? Come here? Yeah, name them. You too, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After that video I saw of you today, and the <laughs> I, I will be a star. <laughs> Million dollar home. Matt has a really cool video coming out for a listing in Georgetown. If anyone's looking for a home, it'll be it'll be gone. It'll be, it'll it'll be, be gone. weeks yeah, before. Yeah. It'll have been a bidding war. <laughs> the next one, though. That's yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. That house at and then fill in. Yeah, the, yeah. Insert new. Yeah, one, two, three. Fake Yeah. Anywheresville, USA. <laughs> so let's talk about the hotel motel tax. Mm-hmm. Like that, I guess that's what's paying you guys to. Yes. So we're we're funded by the. Isn't tax. that a newer thing? Not really. It's we're funded by that tax that's levied on the hotel. So that we're not the hotels don't pay us. It's a tax on the rooms. So we try to make that clear so the hotels don't think that they can dictate kind of what we do. They don't really ever. But we we that tax used to be at 5%. We increased it to 8%, I believe, to start the 2018 year, okay, which is in line. That's I remember. That's yeah. since we've had the podcast. Yeah, so that was in line with what the city of Atlanta is doing, other counties are doing. So we're right where we, we were just, we kept saying piece of the pie. Mayor Schroeder used to say the piece of the pie was we were just losing out on that. Why were we at five and everyone else was at eight? If we went up to eight, we would just be with everybody. And that gave us money to do the wayfinding project. So Michael Starling and the city is going to be actually installing this year signage gateway signage for the city so you're going to see these really cool concepts do you remember when they showed the the big the big the the big d and the swing and all that big swing and d yeah that's that's coming baby so we we have a a good a good a good opportunity to have these folks in uh in a coming in to see the city and actually having like you know photo opportunities and of just whatever used to be there which was very very little so that money portions of that goes to that goes to us and allows us to kind of um you know, remarket the, the destination. We also got CARES Act money, and I can't thank the mayor and the city council enough, if they're listening, for they're hearing... Not. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> maybe Joe, maybe Pam, I don't know. But we'll, uh, we're very excited that they were able to hear us out and give us $100,000 of CARES Act money that we put right back into marketing. And our marketing team saw numbers that were almost unheard of for a normal year, let alone a COVID year. So a lot of those campaigns where we lost this funding because we our budget got cut by 50%, we were able to put that money back into marketing that we had to take away. New Do you marketing. think that's because a lot of other people aren't marketing right Correct. now? So one of the big things we talked about last week on a call was how a lot of other DMOs just kind of were sitting back and waiting. And Kim's mentality from the marketing side that we all agreed as a team was to just keep being relevant, stay relevant. And of course, everything will be okay stuff in March really helped our clicks through as well. But we continue to do light marketing for those willing to travel or ready to travel. And I think it worked because our numbers were better than a non-COVID year on the marketing side. So people, though they may not have been physically traveling, they were clicking and looking for their next time they did want to travel. So, And you think people are clicking because of the signs? It was the, There's the, people around the world searching Dunwoody? The start of that was, but then the more organic stuff was stuff we then chose to do on our own end through different targeted advertisement for, we call them drive markets, which is anyone that can drive within five hours of here. So we hit Chattanooga, Nashville, Charlotte, uh, Jacksonville, Tallahassee, Alabama, Mississippi area, and we kind of get those folks we want to come here because they can drive. We so. were part of that campaign, the Chattanooga. I remember our material made it that into was our ears was. Yeah, yeah. Me and you, or you? Well, and I think age? it's both. I think our kids were in like some. Chat. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. The photos that we took of you guys. Right. Yeah, that's we target them because we want them to come in. Because especially now, because people are a little scared of even though flying's extremely safe. I've flown about four times through COVID. Is that true, doctor? Yes. Uh, <laughs> most studies will say that the air cabin filtration Says system. The man with no mask on. <laughs> <laughs> we are clearly six feet apart. I don't true. think I can touch very you. True, very true. Yeah, three and a half. Three and a half <laughs> on each side. But 
No, but I mean, it is safe to travel on on air, you know, on, especially with Delta. I've, they give you these little hand sanitizer things when you get in. Masks have to be worn. It's you know forty or fifty percent capacity on the flights. But I drove like five times this year to do things with my family. I think other people want to drive too, and they know that they can get here very easily um, with all the interstates to bring us in here. So it's funny I, that people in Nashville are like, "Let's go to Dunwoody, Georgia." <laughs> I, yeah, I just per- can't think. Your of that. perspective is like a young person in Nashville that can go to the bars, and, and then they're like, "I'm going to go to Dunwoody this weekend." It's not yeah. that we are. Everything tar- will be okay there. <laughs> our target is 30 to 50 year old, typically families or girlfriend getaways, um, or the business traveler when that happens. So that's kind of who's coming here more so than the young hip. Nashvillian, if that's what you call them. The, the people that strap a rocking chair to the, the hood of their car and drive on over here. Like uh, Beverly Hillbillies, isn't yeah. that what that's from? <laughs> any demographic of rural America or anyone from, you know, in, anyone is welcome to Dunwoody. <laughs> yeah. So where does that hotel motel money mm-hmm. go? Isn't there like a big, I think that 12-foot walkway you know, is getting built with that? You know Scrooge McDuck when he dives into the money pit? Yeah. That's like at the city. There's a vault. You of, have that? No. <laughs> no. So, it's in my office. Yeah. <laughs> it's split into uh, the city gets, um, I believe, like of, of a dollar, say, of the tax. They get 40 cents. We get 40-ish cents. And then the remaining 20-ish cents goes into a fund for um, like the wayfinding type project and stuff. So the city gets some that goes just to the general fund for, you know, your taxes with trash pickup however that works in Dunwoody the 40% ish that we get goes to this marketing sales our salaries all that stuff and then that extra 20 goes towards those projects which which wayfinding was quite expensive because you have to target everything go through a company TSW is who we're using and they kind of uh, formulate where it should go and how it's implemented and it's several step strategy that we and the city are splitting evenly to, to pay for that. So okay, we're excited. I'm excited to see all those sign that signage up because yeah. What are the signs? You've seen the signs at Brook Run, mm-hmm. like all the park signs. Yep. I guess those are park just at the parks. Yeah, those that's Parks and Rec signs, I believe. Through so the city. they'd be different than that. Very different. Okay, yeah, I yeah. like those signs. They're, those they're, are fancy. They're not too. They're not similar, but they're not like vastly different where they they would conflict with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still trying to decide exactly the kinds that we want, and but we know exactly where they're going to go. A lot of it's in perimeter, just to kind of educate the the guests who's going to be there and then the walkway on um, Ashford Dunwoody that you had talked about that goes from Hammond to Mount Vernon mm-hmm. that's part of that funding too which will the signage will help any you know guests that are staying at the hotels to kind of walk up and down or bike ride or anything. You just go all neon yeah, <laughs> like animated neon where it's like a, like a woman's leg kicking upwards <laughs> like, uh, the like Reno. in a boot yeah, yeah. yeah. like in Reno yeah, yeah yeah exactly or Roadhouse something like that <laughs> <Yes>. very similar <laughs> I think Mayor Deutsch is, would be pro Reno signage in Dunwoody. What about just a roadhouse bar? Like a recreation of the roadhouse bar. People would come from like the millions mo- of miles away. It could be at that new Publix right there. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Mm. Wait, there's a new Publix? Yeah. yeah. New Publix coming um, across from the Walmart. Like where, where the old geese Korea. pond was? Oh, oh, no pond. kidding. Oh, oh really? Have you been over there lately? That wasn't a pond. It wasn't it a pond. Was it was sewage water. It was, yeah. yeah, it was. People were like, oh, where are the geese going to go? They have wings. They'll figure it out. But... They're putting a um, racetrack or QT. I can't remember one of the uh, two racetrack. stations. Racetrack. Racetrack there. And then the, the Publix. Uh, it's supposed to be a smaller. It was going to be a Greenwise store, but I think they shifted it back to a regular Publix that's just smaller. And so you got to drive over there. It's completely demolished and they've dug into it. And it's like a it's like 10 football fields like square around of just dirt digging and, and laying pipe and all the... Um, the foundation now. So I think that should be done. Michael Starling would know more of that. I would assume by the end of the year. That I was be- talking to somebody yesterday at the DHA meeting and they said that the 
it's a ra- uh, racetrack, which they wanted a QT, but the ra- they mm-hmm. got the racetrack. I'm which a racetrack. It's still nice. I'm you like a racetrack? Okay. They're hot dogs. But you can't really see the racetrack from the road. No. It's like back a little yes. bit and there's like a little greenery. Right. And, and they're going to do a lot of um, trees and uh, the way they're going to set it up is not going to just be like this big flat parking lot like you, you, know, you see everywhere back in the day. It's going to be very thoughtful in how it looks from the road. Because yeah. I think most of the... I think a gas station is really needed there. It there's is. one on the other side of the street way down by the, the highway, but I mean, right. other than that... <laughs> Just what every business wants, to be hidden. <laughs> oh, I didn't know there's a racetrack here. But that's here. where the signage comes in. See, oh, see how it all plays together? Oh, racetrack so this way? we do need you. I see. I see. <laughs> I will play this for our board of directors when the time comes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's coming online. And then, of course, the... Um, the uh, 1224 building where the new Hyatt is, that area behind yeah, the Chick-fil-A. let's talk about some of the hotels. Sure. So in the perimeter parking lot, I mm-hmm. think everybody's realized that malls are not doing so hot right now. And so it actually works out pretty well that they're taking a lot of that parking and turning yeah. it into restaurants, turning them into mm-hmm. hotels. There's mm-hmm. what? There's two hotels next to the Chick-fil-A right there, right? The Hyatt is in the parking lot there. And okay. then the Marriott's across the street. The Marriott's across the street over where that's the one you were talking about. So which one is turning into the old folks home? One of them is changing. They they were talking about not having it be a hotel anymore. Oh, it's yes. Be a yep, that'll be high so rise. Old that's hotel. the old bank that was in Baby Driver. Remember, you know where that is across from the mall on Ashford Dunwoody, oh, okay. um, next to the gas station. So yeah, when you turn yeah. right into Perimeter Center East, that was where our old office old was. Office, yeah. That was going to be a Hilton product of some sort with you know some restaurants, and that's now going to be a senior living facility, okay. which we're happy about because the the hotels don't want any more hotels being built. I'm at sure least at now point, yeah. with COVID. Pre COVID, you could argue that there was a need for the business traveler and that limited service product, but not anymore. So once that AC opens, there is not a hotel slated for um, Dunwoody until if and when High Street actually happens. There's a hotel that is zoned in there that would happen, but otherwise there is not another hotel slated in the market. So for us, at least in Dunwoody. Is that a good thing for you? I think it is because of COVID. Keeps everybody happy. Yeah, I think it is because of COVID because pre-COVID, I would have liked maybe one more. Um, but I think us having just over 2,100 rooms, which before, I would say before that Hampton Inn and that Residence Inn open, we were under 1,500 rooms, which is pretty pretty light for the amount of corporate offices and everything that we have here. And only two of them, the Marriott and the Crown, have huge space for big groups. Um, so a lot of those limited service hotels will help push business travelers when it comes back to those properties so then those bigger hotels can host groups. So and it was nice getting a Hyatt product in here too. We hadn't had one. So having this have you been inside the new Hyatt? No. It's real it's not Is it open? Yeah, Hyatt Place it opened Labor Day weekend. The that's Hyatt, the one next to Chick-fil-A? Yes. Sorry, I kinda have no, that's to listen fine. To it's my kind own of questions. set back too, because the the way twelve twenty four is slated on Hammond Drive, it's kind of skewed behind it. Mm-hmm. But they um it's like over by the Marta station ish. Yeah, and it's almost there's a bridge connecting you to go right to the Marta station, which is nice. Okay. And they built that hotel mainly for the tenant in twelve twenty four which is Insight Global, who moved across the highway, and now their headquarters are there. Nobody's there yet because everyone's working from home, but they've been st- saying that Q2, they're going to start bringing people back, which will help that property because it was they assumed 75% of their business was going to be Monday through Thursday Insight Global people coming and staying oh, there. staying at the hotel? Yeah, for trainings and all that because that's their headquarters. So oh, wow. they need that business to come back. And at the bottom of 1224 is going to be the new Iron... Hill Brewing, Iron Horse, Iron Hill. Yeah, yeah the so that's, pictures of that look Yeah, incredible. so that's slated this summer or fall to open, which would be really cool because we don't have a brewery per se in perimeter at least. So, um, I thought you were going to say Dunwoody. Well, no, <laughs> we, have, we of course <laughs> have our doing. friends at um, 
Porter. Porter Brewing yeah, Key. Yeah, our good yes. friends at where? Porter Brewing <laughs> Key. We'll get inside <laughs> the Dirty Village. Next to my favorite new restaurant, not to play favorites, Breadwinner Cafe. Yeah. yeah. Jeff and his team, ugh, they just make... They, that, the one time I saw you there was the only time I've ever been there. Oh, uh, we've I been there. Jeff, but I, I, yeah. And the food was great that one time. I don't know why. I've been there... Seven or eight times, a couple times with my family. I've had some local like like client people that I've taken there. You know, even through pan- the pandemic, they are, they're Brunswick stew. You'd figure it's a restaurant that makes sandwiches and stuff. That it's top notch of any barbecue place I've been to for their Brunswick really? stew. Yeah, I like how they've got all the to go stuff. Too. Yeah, that was great for COVID. Yeah. and they do wonder, dinner too. I mean, is that his normal plan? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he normally does that? Oh yeah. Did you ever go to the Sydney Springs one? Not yet. No. I don't need to. Got the one at Dunwoody. Yeah, that's true. Have you been there yet? Nope. No. It's very good. It's good. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, what's up with High Street? So I read last week that they were denied the twenty-five million tax abatement. Um, that was a little misleading in the headline because they were still awarded the nineteen million. Oh. It made it look like they got nothing. They're still getting the nineteen million, which I believe still puts them in an opportunity to put a shovel in the ground this year. Now that's been the phrase is we won't celebrate until they're actually digging there which they have yet to do and i remember pre-covid saying this was the year of 2020 high street was gonna happen and of course it got delayed again so i moved here in 2013 from new england and started at the crown on property and i remember one of my first weeks there they were talking about this cool project called high street and that was in 2013 so like mayor deutsch says until they put a shovel in the ground and actually start building it won't actually be something but that would be a project that you would not see a hotel or any of us marketing that at least until like 2023, you know, if that was something. So that's a long vision plan. Weren't but they planning on a movie theater or something there? I think everything was going to be in there. Oh, everything. It's going to be like the Avalon, you know, right. in Dunwoody. Um, I think it's been scaled down a little bit, but I hope it does happen because of the 1224 building there when they see Insight Global and when stuff comes back. I think, I think they could have even missed an opportunity to have started it during COVID because you're not can't have anyone eating or staying in a place that's not built yet you could have spent 2020 and 21 developing it to open it in 22 when the, everything's coming back now if they don't put a shovel in the ground till the end yeah, of this I've year seen, i've seen opportunities just like breeze by mm-hmm. like the school should have been fixed up there should mm-hmm. have been a million things done during covid we are excited to have all the prospects coming online that we have this year which mostly is focused around that ac but the restaurants as well that kind of got pushed aside too remember there the lazy dog cafe and mm-hmm. uh, 66 vine and whiskey cake i believe the only one still i forgot about all these i know yeah. i believe the only one still contracted is the lazy dog i think the other two pulled pulled their their ability to to do anything there so that second restaurant in the mall parking lot that has the foundation is currently TBD. I, I think given its location, someone will come in and want to put put something up there. But um, unfortunately, we lost two of those three because of COVID, and they're not going to come yeah, in now. Understandably. So, but, yeah. Don't want to tie yourself to a mall right, right now. Right. Probably and then the Zinburger went out, and that's supposed to become a medical building of some sort. That at least says what it was. <gasps> An urgent care? Another urgent care? <laughs> I hope so. There is no urgent care in the perimeter area, so actually wouldn't it be the worst that's thing? True. They have but, to drive. Yeah. yeah I just can't way. imagine converting a burger joint into a... Uh, a a wellness center, yeah, but and that we'll place see. seemed to be doing well. Every time I went in, there was a lot of people. From what I was, I liked Zinberger. From what I yeah. saw, service was lacking at that location. Um, I don't, I'm not saying overall for Zinburger, but at least that location, the food was very good though. So, yeah. but I mean, you know, Dunwoody and Burgers is like Dunwoody and Pizza and Dunwoody and Banks. There's the three things that we have a plenty variety. Uh, urgent of. Care is right up there. Now. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> I saw that one being built. I feel like in the Banks corner. are starting to disappear, and Urgent yeah. Cares are mm-hmm. popping up. Mm-hmm. 
we were there's an area where I live out in Smyrna and they were building something. I was like, oh neat in this the Publix I shop in. And I went up to the person, I was like, what are you guys building? It's like, oh, it's a new bank. I was, you better be kidding me. <laughs> I can't get away from the bank structures here. It's like I haven't gone into a bank in how, I mean, how many years? I, everything's done online, but it's okay. Well, we're happy to have what we have here. So. That means there's money. Okay. It's true. I'd rather a bank than a I won't say anything. <laughs> so if you were going to stay at a hotel, sure. where would you go? Like say Justin wanted to get away from his five kids and he left them all at home and went and stayed at a hotel with his wife. Where can I get a free stay at via you? Call me. Okay. <laughs> I right. think your best bet would be you would love this new AC because of the restaurant. The location AC the is what? What's AC, AC, AC Marriott. I'm not sure what the AC stands for, but oh, okay. um, I think AC Slater has a slit. No, he. Uh, <laughs> that's a terrible dad joke. Um, no, it's Marriott's one of their brands. It's 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 a limited service typically or select service that has a lot of amenities like a full service. There's one in Buckhead they just opened at the uh, Phipps and Lennox area, and there's it's in the it's actually in the Phipps Mall parking lot. Um, but You're a great place to be right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's another conversation. My wife used to work in the area at Carter's and has been. She got a new job right before COVID hit, and now she works from home. And all this, I feel bad for Buckhead because. I lived on the Brookhaven Buckhead line for five years before we moved out to Smyrna, and it's sad to see where that area has like turned into. So I hope yeah. I hope they can fix that. But, um, but the AC Marriott's nice. Yes, it is, <laughs> and so will ours with the rooftop bar. Matt and your family, I think your best bet would be the Marriott because of the pool, the indoor outdoor pool. Um, all the hotels, thankfully, have been renovated. The Crown finished in 2019. We were talking about the Reno, I think, on the last podcast we did a few years ago. Marriott's renovated. Lame Meridian's always been an upscale four-diamond property, so that's nice. I like nice. that one. They have well, a very nice it's pool, It's trendy too. looking. It's, yes. it's different. You'd be like you go in there and you would think it was renovated recently, and it hasn't been renovated since 2013. It's just stylish. It is very. You know, Alicia Alicia Wiley is their general manager. She's our um, immediate past chair, so she was our chair through COVID. Helped us out. Our board did great with that. Um, Sharon Kilmartin is the GM of the uh, inner or the Crown. She just got brought back on as well. And then Denise Gaines from our Marriott. Um, she's the director of sales. She's also on our board. So we have good hotel presence, um, restaurant presence, but. Um, I think you want to check out that Hyatt. You want to? I we'll do a tour there or something. You can meet their general manager and director of sales. So it's okay. a nice property. Well, yeah. I want something for free. <laughs> right now it's gonna be hard because hotels are drowning in in, in low too. rates. But so lots here's, of empty rooms. But yeah. here's the best yeah. part: the rates are so low, it's like it's free. You know, eighty eight dollars to stay at that a Crown Plaza. Yeah, what if price has gone from? Uh, one six. Like what would they be? At? Yeah, you could if pre COVID and you know during the week for business travel, you're talking one eighty nine at the Crown Plaza. Ooh. Now you can get it for ninety nine bucks for That's now. Crazy. So they found a they've struck a balance. It's a very hard to swallow pill balance, <laughs> but they have on the assumption that March, April, May we start to come out of this. So we're all in a good place now. I think Tim Cahill, that was the guy's name at. Yes, Plaza. he's no longer at the Crown. Oh, okay. um, unfortunately, a lot of layoffs happened at the properties. I would say, in fact, at the Crown, they had about 15. To give people perspective of how rough our industry is, when you know, it, between the airlines, cruise lines, and hotels, that Crown Plaza had about 15 full-time catering sales, sales managers, director of sales, and admins, and they are now three. Wow. So, yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of the good people via LinkedIn, I've seen, they're all the getting jobs at non-tourism industry. So my fear is that when we come out of this, we've lost the top 10, 15% of sales folks because they don't just sit around and wait for their jobs to come back. Like I know one of the best salespeople- They were making good money before yeah. they got it. Yeah. Right. I know someone who went to ADP. So now she's from a great salesperson. Now she's selling ADP 
the portal for like payroll. Like oh. that's what she's selling now. And we've lost her. She's gone. She's not coming back to hotels, yeah. especially because there's a passion hotel industry is known not to pay that well, unless you get to that director role. And so you're planting your seed and having fun and, and doing it now and enjoying it because it's hospitality. I feel like once these folks get out and start making some good scratch at some other jobs, they'll, they won't come back to hospitality, which is, I think a big fear of our, our industry, but we'll see. Yeah, let's, yeah, that's a good point. Let's talk about, you've got race. Mm-hmm. Who, who's your crew still? Race Roberts race. is he's, our sales, he's the only sales sales manager with me as director of sales, you. but, but I'm still director of sales while doing the interim thing. So you yeah. have two jobs. Okay. Yes. Yes. And then Melanie does yep. all the, she's the communications manager, is that what it's called? social okay. media and all the marketing stuff with Kim. She's like Kim's number two. Okay. And Kim Franz, our director of marketing. And then Jennifer Rao, you met her, I think, briefly. Yeah, she was briefly. newish. She's been phenomenal with the numbers and keeping me she sane. Do? She's the. It was just Talented. administrative assistant, but we've kind of tweaked her name to operations manager because she kind of controls all of that. And I don't know what I would do without her because of her brain power that she has with budgets and stuff. So we did a lot of late night calls and sessions about the budget and whatnot. And she made my my interim role seem much easier because of you know, her help with everything. So right. we're a team of five. That's it. Cause I mean, even though you were there for a while, you weren't doing what you're doing no, now. Not at all. It's a little bit different. No. And I don't mind it. I like the, the working with the, the um, city council and like the politicking side and working with Michael Starling and Jennifer at the city and Rosemary. But um, then there's an element of the community of CVBs or DMOs in Georgia. There's the Georgia association of CVBs that we're a part of. And um, J Mark Walter, their executive director and all the other DMOs in the market have been very close through all of this, like monitoring. Yeah, do you it keep and, up with them? Yeah. Like via Zoom? Yeah. So I had a lot of calls with them early to see what they were doing with staffing and their budget and kind of get a gauge. And of course, we crafted our own because everyone's different. Gwinnett has a the Infinite Energy Arena. Uh, airport District has their convention center next to the airport. Sandy Springs has double the hotel footprint, but no like local area. They have City Springs, but there's no hotels there. They don't have like a shopping district where everyone can walk to. Um, Alpharetta has the Avalon, but again, their hotels are spread out as well. So everyone's unique in their own way. Do all cities have the CVBs? Does Most do. Shambly is Shambly was talking about, I think, making their own, but they're into the DeKalb CVB. Unfortunately, the DeKalb CVB has been diminished over the years because so many cities within DeKalb have branched out and created their own. Like we were part of the DeKalb CVB until we're slightly different than the cab. Yes. So it's unfair because if you look at geographically, we're the extreme northwest corner of DeKalb. You know, we should have our own thing. And I believe Sandy Springs back in the day was part of Atlanta and then they created their own. So they're far from Atlanta. Yeah. 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 So it makes sense to have your own. So, um, but yeah, we're all very close, a close knit family of competitive DMOs who work playing. Yeah, and those are all your buddies. I mean, you were always going to see them Mm -hmm. that you did your own conventions, right? Yeah. Yeah. And my travels down exponentially. We've we've only gone to a few shows, and we've. Why did a lot. you go meet with other people at other CVBs? So that was just to kind of build your network and to kind of gauge everybody. What when I would travel for the Share most ideas part, and yeah. Stuff. When I would travel on the sales side, like we're going in in March to Charlotte for a religious conference. When Race and I go to these shows, we meet with planners who have RFPs for groups that have religious events, and our goal is to pitch them on on Dunwoody. Oh, I'd so. love to see you and Race at a religious oh. conference. Yes. <laughs> well, Race has his few Bible verses. Memorize, so when he has to, I kind of step back because I'm a heathen and I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But that's his mark. We'll take a couple shots yes. and go at it. Yes, <laughs> it is actually a dry conference. Oh, really? Our CMA show is a dry conference, so you two would not enjoy that conference. <laughs> but it's it's a good way to kick off the new year. I would hate to go to a conference that has a flowing bar at every every you know 
that'd be a rough, rough yeah, to go. You wouldn't remember what you learned. Yeah. Right. So we're very happy with that, with that conference. And our, our main events start kicking back off in May again for us to visit. And it's corporate. I have my first conferences actually out in Vegas in May. It's a, a corporate track. We usually avoid doing the corporate stuff because that stuff kind of comes in naturally because mm-hmm. nobody was so business travel oriented. But since that's taken a huge hit, we want to get out there and put our face in front of people again to say, hey, come to our hotels. So it pays well, off. That's cool. I'm glad we finally got you on. Yeah. You were. Uh, you only got to talk a little bit. It was right before the Super Bowl. That, that was yeah. funny. We were talking about, remember I had the you little had the secret seats, thing. Yeah. And did I ever tell you how amazing that was? Yeah. 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 Well, you told me. Tell well, everybody. Yeah. I ended up working with the 49ers and I was with the owner, Jed York, who then the next year they went to the Super Bowl. So their whole staff that I was hanging out with the year before was on was TV the with the trophy. Then they went to the Super Bowl and I was very close to going with them again to that Super Bowl as like one of their aides at the Super Bowl itself, but it kind of fell through, which stunk, but it's okay. Um, but I got to go into the their their suite. Uh, I was at the the whole game. The whole game, I was in their suite. And a lot of the other folks who was doing what I was doing with other owners were like bussing tables and you know cleaning up stuff. And I had done so much pre work for them leading up to that that the owner Jed said to me, "You're good. Enjoy the game." And as a Patriots fan, I got to basically watch that Super Bowl for free in a suite. I just kind of you know, drink. I just, I partook in all the food, which was insane. But the coolest part was when everybody was arriving, we got there very early. And so I was just standing outside the suite with the the security guards and you name the celebrity or the, like Giselle walked by, um, uh, coach Harbaugh from Michigan. He, and he came in our suite and we were chatting with him cause he used to coach the 49ers. Um, who's the Jim Brown. He was there. Um, I mean, cool. I can't. I went to the bathroom next to the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the billionaire Shad Khan. He was like, I held the door for him to go into the. I'm like, it was it was very bizarre to be in that company. And of course, I kept it very. I wasn't like fawning over people, but to be around Jerry Jones, like everybody was walking in and out. I went to the NFL Honors too, the the award show that they do down at the Fox Theater. So being at that, I was at a networking um, event there uh, on the red carpet with uh, the owner and Kyle Shanahan, the coach. And I literally bumped into Paul Rudd. He was like, we bumped oh, into yeah. each other and I turned around. He's like, oh, sorry, man. I was like, oh, no problem. And in my head, I'm going, here I am, man. Here I am, man. <laughs> but I was like, oh, it's okay. And then he said to me, man, these things are crazy, right? Like as if I've been on a red carpet before. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. And then he's like, all right, take care. And he walked away. I was like, oh, my God. And then at the... Um, the event before the Super Bowl, Paul Rudd was hanging out with the cop Hopper from Stranger Things, oh, the yeah, actor. Okay. Right. The two of them were hanging out all the time. And later I saw Shaq there who went and tried to get a drink and was taking pictures of all these people. Even though it was a VIP event, there were still people wanting photos of them. And he sat down. No, yeah, no, I, was, <laughs> I was being professional. So he sat down and I saw how sweaty he got from just being around all these people. And this is weird to think too by pre-COVID, like how many, how close we all were. But he sits down and he's wiping his forehead. So I went and got him two bottles of water. And I just went up to him and was like, hey, Shaq, here you go. He's like, thanks, my man. Thanks. So then later, I'm escorting our team out to go into like a private shuttle that gets you to the Super Bowl. And I feel a tap on my shoulder. And I turn around and there's Shaq. And he goes, hey, man, I see you're assing out those bracelets. Is that to get get like a VIP entrance. He's like, I don't have any of those. I was like, hang on a second. I went in the back and I had like a couple extra ones. So I gave them to him. He's like, my man, thanks buddy. And gives me a big hug. And then the next day they were recording his podcast, a big podcast with Shaq. And I know the producer of that show. And he had tweeted, anyone want to call in to play this game? Call in. So I tweeted Rob and I was like, Rob, I actually met Shaq yesterday at the Super Bowl. Can I call in? And so I did. And then 
they answered the phone. I said, Shaq was like, uh, hey, oh, Steven, he's going to play this game. I was like, Shaq, I met you yesterday at the Super Bowl. He's like, what? Like, you remember that little short guy with the bald head that gave you those bracelets? He's like, that was you? He's like, oh, my man, that man right there, he's a good man. He's a good man. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Shaq. So that was one hell of a weekend. And then you go back to your workplace though, that next day and you're like typing up your reports and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, an, I'm a nobody. <laughs> I'm with all these celebrities one day at the Super Bowl. Brady wins it. It's amazing. And then I'm back in the office with my colleagues in Dunwoody typing up reports. So it was yeah. a hell of an experience. That's cool. That's that cool. Yeah. Fun. All right. Well, Is that's there a good. Super Bowl this year? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Next week. <laughs> How the Patriots do this year? Hor- horrible. Yeah. Right. Cam Newton's garbage. Everyone was injured. <laughs> we, got a, we got a long road ahead of us, but it's okay. I was it Brady? You think it was Brady? No. Brady, no? that team was so bad. Edelman was gone most of the season. Burkhead got hurt at the end of the year. Uh, Nikhil Harry, the wide receiver they invested in, sucks. Uh, they had this Damian Bird kid, and this other wide Harry's receiver good. were okay. But their O-line was hurt. Uh, Dante Hightower and a couple other guys were like, I'm not playing because of COVID. It was So who trade. took them that far, the coach or the quarterback? It was 70% Brady. Yeah. Uh, I but, I mean, if, if Brady stayed with who they had as constant, I think they finished 6-10. and 10. Brady on that team, they're 9-7. and seven. They're not. They're better, but they're not that much better. Yeah. But if... They kept some guys from last year. COVID didn't happen, and he left. And they had Cam or someone. They're maybe eight and eight with Brady. They're eleven and five, twelve and four, and they win the division. And they'd be in the playoffs. Yes, Matt, it's what the fans do at home that makes the real difference. Uh, yeah, when I'm doing this mm-hmm. because yep, that worked the first quarter, yep. I'm rubbing my hands again. I'm not even recording. That's why they did so well. It's yeah, all the fans, of course, of course. Well, thanks for coming in. I can yeah, talk. Thanks, I don't know yeah. if you knew that. Yeah. yeah, this is going to be one of those shows where people are going to be like, one and a half speed. Nope. nope. <laughs> I talk fast. You talk fast. That happens when I'm listening to some podcasts and there's a caller calls in and I have it on my one and a half. And I'm like, oh my God, this person. Oh, wait, that's me. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah. Yes, so. yes. No, I get well, it. Cool. Well, thanks, Steven. Sure. That's funny. Just don't make me look bad. Cool.